from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, October 4th, 2013, and this is The Relevant Podcast. Guys, we are in October already. Happy happy October. Man, happy October to you. I would like to call all of you Mr. October, but then that sounds kind of weird, like we're doing like a calendar of firemen or something you're like that. You're right. So. That's, you're right. That's so be- why I wouldn't do it. Yeah, so before we go into that, let me just say that... Uh, We've started the podcast, yeah, right? already. We've already hit record, and this, <laughs> is, this is where we're at. Um, I am your interim podcast host, Chad Michael Snavely. This week's podcast, guys, is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. You guys need a website design? Well, check out Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a professional website, a blog, portfolio, or online store. Uh, They're always updating their platform. They've got a ton of great features. They take care of hosting, SEO. They make sure that your site looks great on any device that you're on. Uh, they've got a great support team that's always there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Squarespace starts at just eight bucks a month. It includes a domain name. If you sign up for a year, uh, if you want a free trial, here's what you do. You go to squarespace.com. You won't need a credit card. You can just try it out, start building your website. But then when you decide to purchase it, I say when, because once you try it out, you're obviously going to want to purchase it. When you decide to purchase it, Use offer code RELEVANT10. Whoa! RELEVANT10. It switched! No longer RELEVANT9. Last Those RELEVANT9 tattoos are obsolete. Yeah. At midnight, <laughs> the, the government shut down. The, sh- yeah. and the government shut down. Get your RELEVANT9 QR code. That is really exciting, Use you guys. offer code RELEVANT10. Uh, you get 20% Woo! off your first purchase on new accounts, guys. Uh, and that wow. is for October only. Go to squarespace.com. Offer code RELEVANT10. We are big fans, and we are thankful to Squarespace for sponsoring today's episode of the Relevant Podcast. we got a great show for you. I'll tell you about it here in a second. But first, let me just welcome the cast. To your uh, right and left. And to my right and left and directly across from me, he is the only other man in the studio with me right now. That is Eddie Koffel. God bless you. Thanks so hey. much. <laughs> is, it, is it a little awkward? Like just are, Because like it when is. Tyler and I are talking, are you just... Like both just staring at each let, other. Let, each let other. me tell you who it's awkward for. It's awkward for the people on the other side of the glass that are that are sitting at their desks working <laughs> because we'll go for minutes and not talk to each other, and then all of a sudden we'll both erupt in laughter. Right, and people out there are going, "What the heck are they? What are they doing?" Because they can't. They don't know that we're talking to you guys on Skype. Right. They just I, think, have, I think you need to bring in surrogates, like on Arrested Development, like <laughs> just, just like random dudes with like video cameras. On super their heads. Dave. You know that was Super Dave Osborne that was su- the surrogate on uh, Arrested yeah. Development. Oh my. Yeah, Gosh, was Super Dave. That, yeah, I rules. <laughs> Love Super Dave. Anyhow, oh, so, it's nice to be here. Yeah, so Eddie's here. And Tyler, it really hurts me that you are not hold yeah, on. No, long, no, no longer with us. We sent him back to Nashville. Tyler Huckabee, he is on the Skype line, though. Welcome, Tyler. Hi, guys. You it's, have really cool hair, man. I liked having you here. Yeah. Oh, well, I've, it, the hair's still cool, Eddie. Yeah, but... I promise you that. The hair's still good. <laughs> <laughs> on the other Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, you know him as Jesse Carey. 
Hello, hello. I say you know him as. I think the whole world knows him as Jesse <laughs> I, bl- I believe from birth. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, my parents know me as son. I know Jesse Kerr. What do you know, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, we have a great show for you today. Um, coming up on the, uh, on the show today, uh, we talk to Mr. Rich Stearns, the president of oh, yeah. World Vision. Uh, Eddie, huh. Eddie has him on the line, and uh, we talked to him about his new book and uh, a few other things. He's such a good man. I really enjoy Rich Stern. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And yeah. World Vision. Very, very cool organization yeah, as well. It's yeah, it's really, really and a, great. And a great book. Great book, too. So uh, so that's coming up. And uh, as well, we have an artist spotlight on a great new band called The Lonely Wild. Uh, you might have read oh, about Lonely them Wild. in the uh, latest issue of Relevant. Tyler sits down and talks to those guys. So that's coming up as well. Jesse, who are you talking to? Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, what do you bring into the conversation, hey, you, Jesse? Yeah, are you, are you here to like make things better, Jesse? Yeah. Or <laughs> my, my whole goal was to uh, bring down the quality and dignity of the rest of the show. Well, let's do it. Mission I'm going to make I, my goal is to embarrass the guests for being on. The show. <laughs> we're we're in the we're in the we're in the throes of a full scale relevant shutdown right yeah, now. Yeah, Rich right. is in the middle of talking about his like you know the the work that they're doing in Syria. Yeah. And you're just boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a heckler this week. <laughs> I'm going to play the role. I'm going to see how how on their toes our guests are. Okay, that's good. <laughs> a lot of zingers. Yeah, thank thank. I God. used to have World Vision before I lost my Warby Parkers. Here's the good thing: is that like last week, you know, we talked about we recorded we recorded on Friday morning and then edited and posted the podcast within basically within five hours, which was crazy. This week, we're recording on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. so I've got four days to clean this puppy up. Oh, yeah. This will all be a really great intro where we discuss real issues. Yeah, it's going to be real. It'll be whittled down to about eight and a half minutes. It'll it'll just be, hello, hello, and listen to this new album. Yeah, and it'll actually be three other people in the studio with me. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're recording early because we're heading out to Catalyst. That's right. That's right. Right. It's kind of fun. Jesse, you're going to be a Catalyst this weekend. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and uh hopefully did we mention it on last week's podcast i can't remember we did not okay well i'll sit uh well hopefully i'll run into some listeners i'll be sending out uh some stuff on twitter this afternoon that if anyone uh uh that that i'm uh connected with uh out there on on the old internet uh wants to uh connect just to hit me up and uh, hopefully get to meet a couple listeners and get a couple great interviews and uh hear some great uh uh teaching and uh, labs while we're out there. Yeah, this is your first time at Catalyst, right, Jesse? Uh, actually, I've been in the past, but it's okay. my first time in the last couple of years. Okay, all right. It's been a while. I'm, I'm, jealous, I'm jealous of you, man. I, I would really like to be going out there yeah. this year. There's some great speakers. It's like it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, it's a solid lineup this year. Uh, yeah, I lots, get, lots yeah, of podcasts. Really lots of people we've had on the podcast. Yeah. That's sort of how they pick it. I think how they choose who goes. You mean they use our podcast to choose who speaks at Catalyst? Well, I think they. Yeah, yeah. Well, has that guy been in the podcast? No. Well, he's not coming to Catalyst. I, yeah, that's that. why yeah. I heard like Jungle Bird. They were getting for like <laughs> keynote, but yeah. he's booked, he's yeah. booked for like the next year and a half. Yeah. John Tesh is John Tesh is leading worship. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they're doing Catalyst live from Red Rocks this year. <laughs> live from Red Rocks. Good <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, John T- John Tesh tweeted at you. He Eddie? did. He did uh, because I was yeah. at uh, Sea World uh-huh. with uh, family. Which and you do often. You're there. Yeah, often, we, right? we have the you know we have the pass yeah. and we live here. Sure. So we're there and you know we're watching Shamu and all these good things, Blackfish, etc. And um, 
We heard a, I heard a song, and I'm like, that is the first track off the Tour de France album That's by amazing. John Tesh. It's so hot that you know that. It Which is... he referenced when he, he was, you know, I had never, I wasn't aware of said album, but, oh, but he referenced it when he was on the podcast. Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and my dad works in, my dad works in television, so I always had all of the, like, soundtrack music. Yeah. It's random. We don't really need to get into all of this. Anyhow, I tweeted at him and said, hey, I just heard your song at, you know, SeaWorld. And he said, oh, yeah, it was weird. I've seen Shamu jump to my music before. And I thought, <laughs> and I was, you, you've arrived. Awesome. You've arrived when there's a, a three ton mammal. Right. That's, you know, Man. doing a choreographed dance routine to music you compose. Yeah. <laughs> Shamu's Shem, not dancing to my. No, I got no tunes that Shamu cares about. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that that should start being a question, uh, Tyler, that you just ask bands. Yeah. yeah hey. it's, like, it's like, wait, has your, has your music made the inner species jump? Where, right. where there are intelligent creatures that aren't human that recognize it. Not only do they recognize it, but do sweet choreographs. Yeah. Like I, Tyler, I, I think that would have been a nice follow-up question to your Over the Rhine interview, which was great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but you know yeah. how they were talking about, oh, we had you know people that you know got married with our songs or go through <laughs> right, seasons right. of life. What about like orangutans? Yeah. Right now? Or, or, but, uh, okay, but, but I'm not hearing any animals in here, yeah, so, so maybe obviously so I, not a rhyme. So I think I'm out of questions for you guys, actually. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Yeah. I look forward to being on with Tesh again. I hope your career goes up from here. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if you ever get yeah, invited to Catalyst. Keep on working, guys, because yeah. yeah, you're not there quite yet. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, yeah. so, so people are going to get to meet Jesse. Jesse, what, what can somebody expect when they meet you at Catalyst? A lot of Just dis- curious. A lot of disappointment. A lot yeah, of disappointment. Yeah, may, yeah, mainly uh, uh, crushed dreams and disappointment okay. and a lack of a good story that they thought they would have. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm... Uh, you know, maybe we can uh, sit down and and share a coke or something. A warm one. What? A warm yeah. coke. Bring a warm coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling along, guys, because uh, Jesse's got a plane to catch the catalyst. So we've got a we got a cruise through here. So there's some good music coming out this week, guys. Not what do we got? not quite as good as last week. Last week we had Justin Timberlake. We had Lordy. I saw you got had, it on vinyl. Did oh you get? Gosh, I got it on vinyl. vinyl. I got. Cool. I had the first one on vinyl, and I ordered the second one. I pre-ordered it. So when I came home last night, it was sitting there in my mailbox. That oh. beautiful little Amazon box that's in you, the shape of a record. Do you have a, you know a big mailbox? Oh, it's well. I have. It's one of those massive golf ball mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because there's something that just rings as like junk about that statement. Because there's no way they got an Amazon. No, yeah, Ch- Chad has one of those. He, he lives in an apartment, but he has you know just right out front a massive golf ball mailbox with like the dimples and everything. It's yeah. on a tee. Big well. novelty yeah. mailbox. Yeah, you know how I am. Yeah, it replaced his big bass uh, mailbox, <laughs> which was destroyed by a baseball bat by by some neighborhood hooligans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with their too bad. That thing talked to me too. It was really unfortunate. Yeah, it's saying. Yeah, but um, but I had ordered you know the first one, so the second one, I of course had to get that one on vinyl as well. And man, it's so good. Is it good? I, I love it. You know, I good. said that, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. We were talking about JT, or maybe it was last week. But the first the first album, the first twenty twenty, it feels like Timberlake. Yes. Um, it's got you know more orchestra. It's got some really really interesting compositions and melodies. This one feels more like Timbaland to me. It's a little bit more throwback to Justified, and it's got more of that club sound, but. Man, you put them both on together, and that is a stunning, stunning album, front to back. So, I can't wait to listen to it. I'm it's good stuff. And I don't know if you caught his uh, his iTunes. Is it, have you guys been watching any of the iTunes it, festival sessions? No, but it's like on demand, right? You it can is. still get it on. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really good. There, um, Kendrick Lamar, Haim, you know, like Katy Perry played, Justin Timberlake played, Lady- Arctic Monkeys played, Lady Gaga wow. played, um, Vampire Weekend played. 
just a solid month of music. Christopher Cross. Chris Christopher Cross played. Yeah. No um, way. <laughs> no. How do, they, how do they even pull in these names? <laughs> well, they've all been on the relevant podcast, so it's pretty yeah. easy. Oh, like, okay. I guess yeah. Once we yeah, once you're on there, it's easy street. <laughs> all right. So this is this is new music though. Uh, stuff coming out Tuesday, October eighth. Guys, uh, sleigh bells. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're coming yeah. out with bitter rivals. You know what that means? When that album drops, it's the that Christmas means, season. That means I've it's all, got. It's all we're listening to. That means I've got ten episodes in a row <laughs> of starter say, songs for the intro podcast. Music. Sleigh bells is Man, just perfect. Just turn it to eleven and let's go. You and this American Life. Woo. All of you guys are pumped can't up. wait. Sleigh bells, bitter rivals. That's coming out. Cage the elephant is coming out with Melophobia. What is oh, Melophobia? They're all, they're it's melophobia. Good. Is that like the fear of being like too chilled out? It's a fear of being a caged <laughs> yeah, elephant. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fear of being chill. Okay, all right. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. is coming out with. The good. speed of things. I love it. Oh, yep. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. The speed of things. Very good. Hold They're on. So good. Wait. So good. Hold on. Okay. I don't know anything about this person. It's not really really. It's a duo. Actually. It's a duo. It's, it's a duo. An electronic duo. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they are actually both the sons of Dale Earnhardt Jr. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was stunned. You can't see me, but I was stunned in that moment. Yeah, and he named them the same name, like Pete. And Pete. <laughs> Which made it easy for the band name because yeah. they could just like okay, well, yeah they decided he he didn't name them Dale Earnhardt the second or the third he named them Dale Earnhardt Jr. Junior because Junior, Junior, he doesn't Junior. really understand how yeah. it all works yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of a south he's thing not familiar yeah. with the numerical system <laughs> are any of you guys actually for some reason they were named Dale Earnhardt Junior Junior Esquire <laughs> a lot of confusion in the family <laughs> I'm a third are, you, are any of you guys any of those things I'm not sucks for you guys no, no sorry are you right. Eddie. Yeah, I'm the third. You're the third? Yeah. But How come you don't go by Eddie Koffoltz the third? Well, it's pretty long to say that, so I just went with Eddie. It could be your new podcast name. I kind of like that. Edward. If I ever write Edward. a book. Edward. Edward. If I ever write a book, I'll Edward. Sir Edward Koffoltz the third? Edward V. Koffoltz the third. Oh, man. That sounds Ooh, so good. Wow. I that. Edward V. Koffoltz yeah. the third. I, d- I just sold 15 copies of that book. Yeah. I was going to say, you sound like a, an evil millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad for you guys, but I'm the only one who's in the same room as uh, Sir Edward V. Koffoltz the third. <laughs> no big deal. E. Vincent Koffoltz. <laughs> um, other music coming out. Diplo is coming out with Revolution. Uh, Glass Glasser, one of my favorite uh, electronic female fronted bands, coming out with Interiors. Love Glasser. And St. Lucia is coming out with When the Night. Uh, movies coming out Friday, October 11th. Just really, just one to tell you about. Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks. Oh, that looks oh. great, though. It looks yeah. really good. Um, great. So go check that out. They, they filmed part of that here in, in Norfolk, near, near where I live. And there was all the, they, like the newspaper ran for like a week, Tom Han- Hanks sightings. <laughs> Tom Lord Hanks knows. was sighted at the, late, at the local Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I staked out all the Wawas. Didn't yeah. see them. So. I put I put a very large, like danceable piano out in my driveway. It's like a trap for them. <laughs> it's my Tom Hanks trap. Didn't show up, but we all need one. But I have one now, so that's kind of cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Coming up next, slices.
Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by One Way Love. Our world tells us if you work hard, you'll get the promotion. If you finish your broccoli, you'll get dessert. If you do these three things, you'll have a great marriage. But grace isn't from our world. Grace is unconditional, unpredictable, and way out of your control. And it will change your life. Read One Way Love, the new book from Tol Yanjavichin, and change the way you view grace. Available in print and digital editions everywhere books are sold. You're listening to Dustin Kensrue. The song is Suffering Servant. It's from his new album called The Water and the Blood. Phenomenal. Go check it out. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gross, I Hate This Band, Yuck, with Middle C. It's from their new album called Glow and Behold. All right, it's time for Slices. Jesse, what do you got, man? All right, so uh, a pair of scientists, uh, physicists from Harvard and MIT, released a, a, a new paper this week to the, Nature, to the journal Nature. Uh, outlining some of their research, and they've claimed to be to figured out that that you can actually cause photons uh, to like connect to each other in a way that they actually form a new, totally different state of matter that we've never seen before, and they liken it to a lightsaber. Whoa. Okay. Whoa! So, so uh, essentially, these scientists are just steps away from creating lightsabers. I was very bored until you said that, and now I'm freaked out. <laughs> I know. Blah blah blah. I fell asleep. Lightsaber. <laughs> Photons. Neutrons. Photon in my tea. Blah blah blah. Lightsaber. <laughs> oh, let me guess. More science talk from Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, finally a story that matters. Yeah, this is what happens <laughs> if you meet him at Catalyst. Yeah, it's yeah, just going to be like, this hey, kind of no matter who the guest is, I mean, we'll be talking about lightsaber. Uh, are you guys aware that there's some both <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, it's like a lightsaber. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I okay, I think obviously this is awesome. Of that, course, that, that of course. lightsabers awesome. may be in our near future. You how know? do they get it to stop though? Yeah, I don't because get it. light goes forever. You know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be. Totally honest, I didn't I, dig that far in. <laughs> you didn't get past I stopped the title. when they made the comparison to a lightsaber. Yeah, and I don't know if it's it might be an infinitely long lightsaber, which seems like a particularly dangerous one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can sword fight from extremely long distances, but you don't know if you won because you can't even see that far. Right, you're just wildly swinging. Uh, you can take out like a whole forest with it. So I thought this was cool, but I, 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 I'm a little upset because I feel like they just sort of like jumped ahead in inventions that were owed. Okay. You know what I'm so saying? what did they skip over then? Well, okay. Let's Fine start. Cars. Let's start with the most basic. We we should have had hoverboards by now. Of course, we've covered that. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, flying cars. Pretty sure. I, when I was a kid, and I thought about being 30 years old. You know, that seemed like an eternity away. Right. There, I, there was no You're way right. I wasn't going to have a yeah. flying car. Yeah, young Jesse was saying, I'm going to be flying to Catalyst in my car when I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, this I, was just I, part I, of I, it. I had a poster in my room of flying cars. It was like a cartoon thing, but I took it serious as a kid. I was thinking, oh, that, that's a given. Sure. I'll, I'll have one that of was those. Just, yeah, that was like granted to us. Like, oh, we're going to be the ones. We won't even have to learn how to use like gas pedals and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, or I, I don't have a robotic assistant. 
I mean, I have Surrey, but right. she sure. doesn't even understand yeah. me. Yeah, but it's not what you thought it would <laughs> Emotionally be. Emotionally or, or audibly. Right. I thought she'd be my best friend. <laughs> yeah, she's not really. She's very cold. Yeah. yeah. It's just in your little in your little diary when you were a little kid. It just said, someone love Jesse? Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want, uh, I, all, is it so much to ask to think that I should be able to own a robot that knows how to love? No. <laughs> No, and I don't. I think that's that's the question for all of us. Is that too much? No. So I don't have. I don't have a a robot for some sort of emotional companionship with. I don't have a hoverboard. Nope. I don't have a flying car in my garage. I don't have X-ray vision goggles. No. Well, we're close to Google Glass. I guess that's somewhat close. That's that's more of a Terminator eye. Yeah, which I'm glad we're there. Yeah, (laughs) we were hoping for. Yeah, a Terminator eye. I was expecting like in the '80s. Yeah, yeah, certainly. You sure. know, to like analyze data. To be fair, to be fair, I feel like the lightsaber thing, like the only reason we didn't think we would have it is because it just seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we just jumped right to the really good one. Yeah, but but I feel like I would rather have all of those things than a lightsaber. A you know? Can we agree that a lightsaber is the number one thing we'd want? Although I feel like I, I would cool. if I could pick any technology. I mean, obviously other than flying, but like everybody, and, and let's, let's put time let's put time machines outside of this because that's because that would be cool. But sure. then I could just go in the future, Hold grab on, a lightsaber, and bring it that's back. True, now, now true. I've got something. Tele- Which would be objective number one? Go t- ahead. Being teleported like on Star Trek or a lightsaber? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be pretty great. Well, do you do you control your your teleport? Does your other destination have to have like a teleportation pod? Yes, and Scotty still controls the whole thing. Oh well, okay. That's interesting. I would bring a lightsaber and threaten Scotty if he didn't take me where I went. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, and then I feel like 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 a real usable jetpack is a realistic uh, expectation. Well, those those are like out there. Told- you see stuff like that. Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, but, one of our but, but designers. They, but is they're like jetpacking. they're like hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know? Well, yeah, they're not like for us. I'm talking about like consumer level. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like okay. people that are like window washers would no longer need scaffolding. They just shoot up there in their jetpack and a cool hose thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I, I just w- feel I just feel like scientists have put their emphasis in the wrong places. Yeah, you know, like we didn't need the lightsabers. We need these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the lightsaber could change the gun debate pretty significantly. Like gun laws are one thing, but lightsaber laws—that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, that I mean, I'm not you're ready going to. Intergalactic. Though. Yeah, we can't even agree about guns. So Lord help us yeah. when the lightsabers come it, into the play. Is that part of the Second Amendment? I don't think they. I, I think they should be. Yeah, I yeah. think our forefathers <laughs> had lightsabers in mind. Yeah. Well, what was what was yeah Thomas Jefferson's opinion yeah. on lightsabers? It's a good thing the government's in shutdown mode. We can't do anything about them. So. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, have, they'll have some time to think about yeah, this. That's all right. All right, well, that's interesting. All right, uh, Eddie, what do you got, man? All right. Uh, well, I've, I've brought something from both the the Christian world and the tech world. Oh, my gosh. Combining in one magical uh, news story. So, pretty rare that those combined. Pretty, all right. Pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there is a brand new app out, and I really, I really, I like to bring slices that I don't have an opinion on so that I can have a very definite opinion by the end of it, uh, <laughs> and I feel like you guys are going to have thoughts about oh, this. I'm sure um, oh, I'm sure So there's a new app out. It's called, it's called HeartPoint. And uh, <laughs> so far, I'm into it. <laughs> you were saying you said heart points, heart points. One I word. I feel like that should just be heart point, unless I don't know how a heart is drawn. No, this is it. So here's what happened. Here's what happens. Okay. It is an iPhone app that allows you throughout the day to check in on the app with how your heart is doing. 
Oh, and okay. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> okay. okay. Really, yeah, now judgment. this is your emotional heart, not like I can't put like burn. No, 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 no. Not like <laughs> yeah, not like just eight sub dying. Your your heart. Your the <laughs> yeah. biblical racing. Like yeah. how you're yeah. So, your spirit. So yeah, your spirit animal. So basically the idea is that um whether you're the quote from them is whether you're praising the Lord or angry in whatever place Ooh. your heart is, capture the moment by checking in there. Then, oh, I, so it's like Foursquare, you could check in. It's basically a journal that okay. you keep throughout the day, but they can also connect to to Facebook. And so the idea is that you're we're amusing ourselves to death with these gadgets. If you've seen the Louis C.K. Yes. Uh, bit, which I thought was Perfect. brilliant, whether you agree with yeah. it or not, it was yeah. just a brilliant idea that Perfect. we've got this. We're using this. This this company and these folks are using this HeartPoint app uh, to kind of give us a touchstone to where we're at throughout the day. So I've downloaded this HeartPoint app. Oh, good. And I've got it. <laughs> is it free? Good. Is it free? Oh. It, is, it is free. Okay. It's free. Uh, yeah, it's totally free. In this economy. It's free when you use Relevant 10. <laughs> I, I was just looking at it, and I was like, well, this actually looks kind of cool. And I was at the Hearts, like the card game app. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love HeartPoint app. Candy Crush. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks actually kind of cool. This when forever, I'm down, yeah. I'm going to use this because it will yeah. distract me from my sadness. So I truly am not making fun of it. It's right. just... It's, yeah. it's just strange to me okay. to have this as a thing. Um, so so uh, what'd you put in? So first of all, if, uh, when I go to my profile picture, when you click on it at the beginning, it says my name. Like there's kind of the general login screen. <laughs> Sir Edward it's, V. Koffeltz. It says <laughs> Edward V. Koffeltz, but then under, under it, it has added the words is being sanctified. Ooh. So it oh, starts with wow. Eddie Koffeltz is being sanctified. Then I can check in. So I'm checking in throughout the day. So let's what, say. What, what, what is the sanctification process? Uh, I guess checking in. <laughs> I guess it's in the process of be- believing. <laughs> so let's say I'm having a, a negative okay. emotion. So let's throw out a scenario and let me see if I can check in with this. Uh, we finished the podcast and you realize that I f- forgot to hit record. Okay. So at this point, that doesn't I, happen. Would you say that <laughs> that, that falls more? That could be joyful, actually. <laughs> would you say? Well, let's say let's say it's okay. negative. Okay. So do you think that that falls more under one of these six categories? Do you think it falls under? <laughs> Anti-God. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you can feel wait, wait, anti-God? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, that's an option? I am, I am going to get so much junk on <laughs> feedback. No, no, no. I, th- th- I'm, being, I'm being serious and objective Yes, here. there is so, a check-in. Well, I, can, I, can, I can say that my state is currently anti-God. I'm feeling negative and I'm feeling anti-God, meaning I'm feeling myself feeling bl- blasphemous, to, I don't want anything to do with God right now. Yeah, okay, but, okay. but I think that's... So if you're, in a, if you're in a state of doubt, let's say... Yeah. No, that's so, okay. That's right. one of them. Okay. Despair, distress, right. fear. Okay. So okay. I get that. So let's say you didn't record the podcast. Yeah. I can either at <laughs> this point be feeling somewhat anti-God. <laughs> You're feeling blasphemous. I'm <laughs> feeling anger, which I think would be accurate. Sure. I'm sure. feeling uh, lust. No, I don't want to <laughs> no. make this joke, and I don't want to continue. <laughs> I'm also there's uh, th- theft. So I don't. Uh, no. oh. Well, oh. I kind of just stole your time. But. Envy. Yeah, that's true. Envy, not really. And evil speech, which I think is where I'm oh, going to yeah. hit with this because I want to yell and curse <laughs> well, well, at you. Well, you said it didn't record. So evil speech is evil. You know, it's not no record of that. Right. There's yeah. no record of it. Um, and so, <laughs> oh, and now under, I just clicked on evil speech and uh-huh. now I can click down and click on judging others because I'm judging you for. Oh, I thought it was going to give you an option of words that you wanted to say. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which <laughs> which <laughs> words came to your head? <laughs> so. <laughs> As I'm judging others, I'd click on that. It gives me scripture, Romans 2 1. Therefore, you have no excuse, every one of you who judges. Well, that's cool. Passing. Okay, so it gives and you And then it gives you, uh, it gives you room to add a comment. So I will say, Chad messed Chad is in- up my life. 
And then I'm I done. I am anti god. I wish I had him. a lightsaber to stab him with. <laughs> and so then I've checked in, and and then it comes up is with. This, wait, is this posted to your Facebook? I, is it tagging me? I hope so. <laughs> I don't really know. Right I started downloading I'm this. I'm going to get a message from my mom and be like. I started downloading this app the moment we started recording who, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, so your mom's on Facebook, and she's like, oh no, someone's feeling anti god about my son. <laughs> Someone described their feelings towards to, my son as. Need, anti-god I need, I need to get on my face clearly he didn't hit record again <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm, and so it says now i have one check-in and then it shows a picture of a it says the cross remember he died for you that you may live for him so it gives you a little positive like oh yeah like yeah, go, go get him son okay i have an opinion on this okay i think i really like it it's a little too much technology for me yeah. in that i'd rather journal or just you know pr- but this was kind of, it was kind of a positive experience. It's not only yeah. I think honoring of like all right, here's where I'm at, here's what I'm feeling, but it also gives you some helpful scripture and a nice little follow up. But uh, it is just a very crazy thing. Now, what gets me about it is like, what's the point of that? Right? You know what I mean? Like, so I've got that, a day no, full. That's of, the question. I've got a day full of checking in. Um, and that's what is it kind of is it kind of like my Nike Fuel Band where I can go back over the day and see like how active I was and like when I need to like you know sit down more or when I need to get up and walk around more or it's yeah. like it's yeah. like on Nike Fuel Band it's like man I really shouldn't have eaten that Nacho Bell Grande from Taco Bell <laughs> and then on this one you're like well I feeling anti God was a bad choice <laughs> <laughs> well it says then you can review your daily history thanking the Lord for positive check ins and repenting of negative ones so it really okay. is it's just kind of like yeah, on the go journaling. I could see it, especially if you're someone that, you know, maybe, maybe if you're like new to the faith or something and, and kind of have a, you know, your emotions, or maybe you're in a scenario where your emotions wildly, well, not even wildly, but like, you know, swing throughout the day and you want to keep them in check. Yeah. I guess I could see its yeah. usefulness. I don't know if I personally would, you know, I, I rarely use any little social utility like that but you know i guess i could see for certain people it could be you know helpful do you feel like the do you feel like the medium the media may not lend itself to uh to this sort of stuff like i I feel like it'd be hard for me to categorize how i'm feeling about god yeah into a kid but 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 that could just be me uh, because i'm like jesse i don't really go for i don't do a whole lot of these kind of things anyway i don't even like to tell people how like how far i ran or one of those apps you know yeah yeah (laughs) But I think that this is where there is a generational line between those of us that are in our 20s and 30s that are kind of remember a day when there was no connection to, I mean, someone that's 15, 16 right now, like this doesn't weird them out. This is, there's, I mean, we talked about this last week, you know, it's like our whole world is just kind of online and, you know, if this works, it says as of the writing of the article, there are 3,500 users. Uh, They are all predominantly female. Um, okay. Which oh, I guess so you can meet you can meet people too. So it's kind of like a ChristianMingle.com. No, 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 no. I think this is their own internal data. <laughs> oh, I don't. Okay. I, so, I just want to be clear. I don't think there's any part of this app that's meant for dating. Well, I guess, <laughs> but not that way. <laughs> more of a check-in. But, but, but what you're saying is like it may lend itself to different personality types. You totally. have a bit more yeah. emotional yeah. transparency. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see that. That's cool. We'll go to, go. Right. Uh, encourage the listeners. Go download the app and see what you think. Give yeah, us, let give us, us some feedback. Let us know. All right, uh, Tyler, what do you got, man? All right, um, I'll be brief. because This is a brief story, but but it's a great one too. Um, I, I think for a while. First of all, can I just ask you guys a question? Have any of you guys ever seen? Um, have you ever seen like a mugging? Like, have you ever witnessed some sort of thievery or? 
Hold or on. crime, like like actual crime happening in front of your face, then when you're like, oh, I got to do something. I'm checking my hard point journal. Give me just one second. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, yeah, is, the answer is Did no. you say committed a crime? Because I have that logged. <laughs> <laughs> have mugged? Probably. Yeah. I, I did one time. Uh, I, I saw okay. the really? I saw uh, uh, like a fight break out, you know, and it happened really fast. But it was at like a, a state fair type of situation. Oh, yeah. well, okay. okay, sure. And, and the cops came with like tasers ablazing and just laying out cats left and right. So <laughs> I, and I didn't want to get tased, and so I did not intervene. Yeah, that was probably smart. I don't um, think I have. I don't think I have. I haven't either, but I read about stories like this all the time so that I'm prepared just in case it ever happens. Sure. Um, and I think you'll you'll see why. This happened, uh, this is a story that took place over the weekend in Nashville, actually. And I was gone, otherwise I obviously would have taken part. It right. would have been you. Um, but there was a, there's a gentleman by the name of Franco Scaramuza, and he is a fencing instructor. He teaches, he Wait, teaches say fencing. his name again. Franco Scaramuza. Did you think the guy's he already got the name of a hero? He's got. He's already there. Yeah. So he was born for stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> and he was leaving work, um, and leaving a, a class where he instructed people. I didn't know. I didn't know you could take fencing classes, but I'm about to go look them up because evidently there are some that are very close. And to And they're me. local. Yeah. Yeah. And he he saw a couple <laughs> walking through the parking lot of a, a of some sort of. I think they're at a strip mall, and two gentlemen jumped them from behind pepper sprayed this couple grabbed their purses and and took off and started running away um and and franco scaramuza was armed with his fencing sword and saber and are they herbs sabers? of purest steel cool because he pulled his sword out and started chasing these two guys down, waving it. his sword in the oh air. Oh my goodness. Wait, can I ask a question real this quick? Is awesome. Yeah, Does yeah, he you just can. carry it at his side like Zorro? Yes. Well, he was leaving work. He had just oh. come from a class. Yeah. Okay. Although, I, I, actually, I should say, I don't know the answer to your question. But, you can't, may. but if you think about it, you can't put the sword in the bag. You he may, probably be, does. You may now. have your whole little He's beekeeper. not going to go in a gym bag. Yeah, you yeah. got your whole little beekeeper's outfit in there, but you can't get the suit. <laughs> you can't put the sword in there. Yeah, was he wearing that, that really intimidating looking mask and, and, and white pajamas? <laughs> that's the one <laughs> i don't know if he was wearing that at the time or if he was just in gym shorts or if he was in some sort of robin hood outfit i, I don't know what he was what he looked like but um he said he told news affiliates later the first thing that went through my head is somebody should do something and that's when i really got upset and disappointed with myself because i realized i had the opportunity to do something and so he's a, so he's a hero sword. yeah so he logged into heart points real quick <laughs> so he logged into heart points <laughs> zoro zoro feels convicted <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a verse about the sword of the spirit came up, and he knew it. Yeah, he I wanted this heart point story to lead to these jokes so bad. I knew that you guys would do this. You guys are the best. And evidently, the two the two criminals panicked, dropped all the everything that they had, and, and fled themselves in the face <laughs> and apologized. We give up. <laughs> and police picked them up just a few minutes later. They they got found by the cops. So this guy did what what everybody's. I mean, what, who hasn't wanted to do? Who hasn't wanted to have a sword by their side yeah. and chase down a couple bad guys? Yeah, I guess yeah. that's just sort of the American dream. And this guy got to live it. <laughs> so he and if he hadn't had a sword, what would have happened? I don't know. Is this an argument? That maybe we should all be carrying swords around us. Wow. That's where I really wanted this. That was a heck of a to. leap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it is. I was trying. I've been trying to get there for this whole story. <laughs> the opportunity presented itself, and I just went for it. So I guess anyway. we're back to Second Amendment. We're, yeah, we're kind of back to the lightsaber thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I saw that as a little bit of a foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we had a lightsaber, it'd be a different story because, of course, we'd all, of course, we'd all have lightsabers with us. If, if we had a government to rule in on this, it would be very, very helpful. 
I don't know. Yeah, we'll I, never know. I don't we'll never know. I, yeah, because we'd have government on with us right now. Right. right. Um, I, did, excuse when me, you Senator heard the, Sorry, real quick. When you heard the news of the government shutdown, yeah. did it make you want to get in your car and just like fly down the highway at a reckless rate? Yeah, with like. And then when you get pulled zone. over, you tell the cop, "I don't know if you heard, pal. Government shutdown. <laughs> yeah. You're out of the job." Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Buster. And just peel out. Yeah. That's probably what these two crooks were thinking. Is like, well, I guess we can steal from anybody yeah. right now. Yeah. They didn't count on Franco Scaramuza. Man, thank you, Franco. He's his own government. All right, well, that's going to do it for Slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, <laughs> president of World Vision, Mr. Rich Stearns, joins us. You're listening to Gunger. The song is I Am Mountain. It's from their fantastic new album called I Am Mountain. Well, Rich Stearns is a humanitarian and the president of World Vision. Uh, If you're not familiar, World Vision is a Christian humanitarian organization dedicated to working with children, families, and their communities worldwide to reach their full potential by tackling the causes of poverty and injustice. Uh, They work in nearly 100 different countries, providing emergency assistance to children and families affected by natural disasters and civil conflict. Uh, They work with communities to develop long-term solutions to alleviate poverty, and they advocate for justice on behalf of the poor. Rich Stearns, his new book is called Unfinished. In the book, uh, he explores how we can rediscover our calling to live out the whole gospel and find the meaning, purpose, and significance that we long for. The book is an invitation to recapture the urgency of the mission for which we were created, and in so doing, to discover the life that God created us to live. Our very own Eddie Kaufoltz recently sat down with him. Here is Rich Stearns. What what does it do for, as an organization and and in your role specifically when, um, I mean, there is always crisis happening around the world, but when something, uh, I think, that gets on our conscience uh, particularly starts to happen, like the Syrian refugees, I mean, millions uh, are fleeing violence right now in Syria. Does that drastically alter what you are doing in your job, or is World Vision really set up to respond and to move forward with this? Well, it it, it does typically... uh radically alter uh, what we're doing. Um, you know, most of what World Vision does 365 days a year is work with the poorest of the poor around the world, trying to tackle the root causes of poverty. So it's kind of long-term development work. And it's things like clean water, sanitation, hygiene, nutrition, uh, agriculture and food security, education, economic development and microloans. Of course, Christian Witness uh, is, is throughout all the things that we do. Uh, we work on health and, uh, you know, newborn health and uh, healthy childbirth. And uh, so those are the things we do 365 days a year, trying to help very, very poor communities um, really overcome their circumstances. Now, in the middle of that, uh, crises will erupt in the world. Uh, Syria is the, the current one that's in the news. And that's created a massive refugee problem. And uh, people that were actually otherwise uh, fairly well off economically uh, have now become 
the poorest of the poor because they're refugees. They had to leave their homes, leave their jobs, uh, leave their businesses, and now they're living in refugee camps where uh, they need clean water to drink, they need a place to wash and bathe, they need food, um, they need sanitation facilities, uh, uh, they need you know interventions that help with their children. You know what what do children do when they're in a refugee situation? They're obviously not in their normal schools. So these kinds of situations, whether it's a a wartime situation like Syria or a terrible earthquake quake like Haiti, or uh, it could be flooding uh, that that has made people homeless, it tends to uh, put us on an emergency or a war footing, if you will, where. Right. World Vision is trying desperately to respond to very acute and urgent needs uh, around the world. And so the pace of that work is very different. Uh, mm. Development work tends to be, uh, you measure it in years. Right. Uh, you work in a community for 10, 12, 15 years, uh, hopefully with success. But emergency relief uh, work is measured in days and hours uh, because of the urgency of the situation. I'd love to talk about your writing. Uh, you published The Hole in the Gospel uh, in 2010, and that book was a massive success. Were you uh, were you prepared for that? Were you expecting that? Well, not at all. I mean, uh, I, I actually reluctantly wrote the book because I never considered myself an author. And um, but over the years, a number of people have said you really ought to write a book. It would help World Vision. And and I, I my answer was when I have something. When I think I have something to say, I'll write the book, you know, but uh, so it took me almost 10 years uh, where I felt like I had something to say, but but I really did think I had something to say because after, you know, 23 years in the corporate world uh, as a church goer and attending churches uh, in different places where we lived, and then to spend 10 years at World Vision traveling the world and, and getting a whole different perspective on the world through maybe God's eyes, how does God look at the world and the disparity in the world and the needs in the world? I really personally had to kind of rebuild my own theology. I had to mm -hmm. kind of tear down my Christian faith to the foundation and rebuild it again because my faith wasn't big enough to accommodate everything I was able to see and learn through my time at World Vision. And so once I had done that myself, I thought, well, there's probably a lot of American Christians that were a lot like me, you know, that didn't really have a global perspective on the Christian faith and what their faith might mean in terms of the poorest people in our world. And so I wrote the book to really raise awareness, uh, help people understand theologically why it's important for us in America to be engaged with poverty and justice issues, even when they're 10,000 miles around the world. And, uh, and it was kind of a call to action. I really wanted to uh, kind of shout a wake-up call to American Christians to, uh, to engage at a deeper level in issues that I think are critically important to God. Tell us about Unfinished, your your newest book. Tell me about the genesis of this book. Where, uh, where was the seed for this that started? Well, you know, here's what the title uh, refers to. The, the word unfinished, kind of a provocative thing. And, it, and it's a, first of all, it's a statement that when Christ left on the Ascension Day, he gave a breathtaking assignment to his followers. He said, I want you to go into all the world 
uh, and make disciples of all nations and teach them everything I've taught you. And, you know, I talk a lot in the book about the kingdom of God and what did uh, Jesus talk for three years constantly about the kingdom of God. And uh, so many of his parables involved the kingdom of God. And basically what the kingdom of God was, it was uh, a charge for the church to go into the world and show the world a different way to live. Uh, a different way to live based on God's values, God's laws, putting God as our king. Uh, and showing a different way to live horizontally with one another, loving our neighbors, loving our enemies, being people of integrity, people who are forgiving people, people of grace, uh, and creating communities called churches that were just so attractive to uh, the pagan world that they would want what we had because our quality of life was so unique and so appealing and so winsome. And he sent us into the whole world to make disciples of all nations and to create these communities we call churches. And he basically said, I will return when the job is done. So we often call it the Great Commission to go into the world and make disciples. But he said, when the job is done, I will return. Um, well, 2,000 years have passed and the job is not done. It's unfinished. And uh, many of us, uh, certainly not all of us, but many of us, have kind of lost the trail. Uh, the trail has gone cold of what the assignment that Christ gave his church to accomplish. And we've gotten sidetracked and distracted into a thousand other things. Um, and so the book Unfinished is really a call. Uh, you know, if you look at the gospel as a revolution that was meant to take the world by storm, it's a call back to the barricades on the front lines of the revolution. Uh, let's join the battle. Let's join what God is doing in the world and let's get this thing done. Let's get this uh, assignment completed and finished. And the, the second meeting of, of the word unfinished is that for followers of Christ, we too are incomplete if we haven't found our place serving within God's kingdom because we were all created for a purpose. Uh, we were created uniquely by God to play a role in building his kingdom and if we haven't found that, if we haven't leaned into that, um, then there's something unfinished about us. Uh, you know, I talk to a lot of young people and I talk to a lot of older people that feel like something's missing from their lives. Uh, they have faith, they go to church, they're in Bible studies, but there's something missing. You know, they're, they're, they're longing to feel that sense of purpose and meaning in their lives that we can only find in God. And uh, they're, they're, they're looking for the coach to put them in the game, if you will. And, and, uh, and, and I really think that it's this, uh, this joining of the kingdom mission and, and kind of merging our life and our story with the big story that God is writing. Uh, that's where we find our deepest purpose and meaning in life. And when we find that thing, uh, it's an amazing, it can be an amazing experience uh, as, as a human being to, to be in the zone with God and, and uh, serving Him as we were created to do. This is a very dense book. I feel like every chapter of this book, a pastor could spend a month preaching through, and I'm sure some of them will, which would be great for them. Um, I'm curious, 
for someone that is reading this, someone that is hearing you saying this, and someone that is saying, yes, we are unfinished as the church, or maybe more specifically the Western church, and we have not yet engaged, and we're not fully engaging in the way that uh, that we are designed to, what would you give us, the person that is a youth director, the person that is attending a church, what would you give us as next right steps right now to begin to engage our community and our circles and spheres of influence in taking those steps towards towards finishing? Well, as, as you know, there's a lot in the book about um, what is what does it mean to be called? Uh, what is calling? How do we mm-hmm. discover what God is calling us to do? And so there's a lot of practical advice in the book and, and things that I think might be helpful for uh, people trying to reboot, if, they, if you will, reboot their faith. I, I actually, you know, the, the book as a whole is uh, what it is, what it represented to me was a reframing of the Christian faith. Um, you know, I kind of grew up in a Christian faith that was framed in a certain way, a certain context in the United States. And, you know, it was about going to church and being involved with your church. And, and, and certainly that's all positive stuff to be involved with. But <clears throat> this book, kind of written later in my life, was a way of saying, as I look at the Christian faith today, as an older, more mature follower of Christ, I actually see faith very differently. I, I, I kind of reframe the Christian faith with, with kind of a, a new foundation and a new understanding of meaning and purpose as a Christian. And, and I think it starts with that. I think, uh, I think we have to first ask the question, you know, as individuals or within our churches, um, what is, why are we here to begin with? You know, what, what you, you asked what provoked writing this book. Well, I had this kind of curious thought a few years ago of uh, why did Jesus leave? Um, you know, I read the Bible all the time, and sometimes we're so close to it, we don't actually see the meaning in it. Mm. And I, 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 it, it dawned on me one day that here was the, the Messiah the Son of God, who performed all of the amazing miracles in the New Testament that we read about. Uh, He walked on water. He healed the sick. uh, He performed these amazing miracles. He was crucified, dead and buried, and he literally came back from the dead, uh, rolled back the stone, and appeared to the disciples. And uh, so it's probably the most climactic moment in any story that's ever been written uh, in terms of a, a twist of the plot that was totally unexpected by the disciples. So the Son of God conquers death itself, and then 40 days later he leaves. That's it. That's how the story ends. And so just that forensic question as an investigator, why would Jesus actually leave after all of the drama of the three preceding years and the resurrection from the dead? Why would he not instead uh, take the lead at the head of this revolution and overthrow Rome and establish, reestablish the throne of David for the Jewish people. But instead, Jesus chose to leave. So the, the book Unfinished really reframes the Christian faith around the question, why did Jesus leave? And of course, the corollary to that question is, why were we left behind? <laughs> and, um, and the answer, I try to give the answer in that book, we were left behind for one purpose only. Uh, to be those bearers of God's kingdom, to go into the world and show the world a different way of living, and to attract as many people as we could into that new way of living uh, 
In, in other words, to take the world by storm for Christ, to redeem, restore, reform, repair all the brokenness in our world, uh, and to go to the broken places, and to go where people are hurting, and to be ambassadors for this incredible love uh, that Christ showed for us. And then he said he would return uh, when the job was satisfactorily done. So I would urge pastors and individuals, it starts with reframing and rebooting your basic understanding of why we're here to begin with. And once you put that kind of new foundation in, it has all kinds of implication for your life, for your work, for your career, for your family, for your money. Um, But it starts with a rebooting and a reframing. That was Rich Stearns. Again, his new book is called Unfinished. You can find out more at richsterns.org or follow him on Twitter at Rich Stearns. The ache in my chest, the fear in my mind. It feels like we were never meant for time. You're listening to Rach E. Smith. The song is Open Your Eyes. It's from her currency EP, which is currently streaming on the drop right now. It's really good stuff. Go check it out. Well, The Lonely Wild is an American indie folk band out of L.A. Uh, Their debut album, The Sun As It Comes, was just released this past spring. The album is a record that reflects upon the times in which we live while taking the listener on a sonic journey of heights impressive for our time. As the album title suggests, there is always light on the horizon, despite the state of darkness that we may live in. It's a great album. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently sat down with them. Here is our spotlight on The Lonely Wild. Walk me through uh, how the Lonely Wild got together in the first place. Ryan uh, Ross and I played in another band years ago together. Um, and a few years back, that band kind of ran its course. And um, I started writing songs uh, kind of on solo guitar for solo voice and guitar. Um, and uh, after a while, I, I kind of realized I wanted to orchestrate these songs out more and, and kind of have a bigger sound to it. So I, I called up Ryan and we got together and started kind of working on arrangements. And then um, Andrew Schneider and Ryan and I all went to college together. Um, so I knew he was back in town. He had recently moved back from New York to Los Angeles. And I knew he was a great guitar player, so he came in and started jamming with us. Um, and then so we started playing as The Lonely Wild. We had two other members at the time. And then um, we found Jesse Williams playing in clubs in L.A. Uh, we thought she had a killer voice. And so we asked her to come in and start singing with us. And immediately, you know, it works really well. She meshed well with us and went on the road with us that summer. Um, and then we found our newest member, Dave Serena, through other friends of ours in town, just playing, playing drums. Holy 
each other's arms through the night Beat each other's hearts for the Was there a, a moment when all this was sort of coming together where you were like, because obviously you guys have played in other bands and stuff before where you felt like, okay, this is the band. Like, um, like this is the one that I really want to hitch my wagon to for the next couple of years. Definitely. Um, like I've been playing in, in LA for about a good, uh, probably coming on 10 years now. And it's a, kind of a tough town to break into. And um, I immediately... Uh, with, with the Lonely Wild, after only been playing and gigging around for a couple months, I think we'd already made more progress than I had ever made in another band, which in some of those bands were like six years old. Um, so immediately, I think I kind of knew that this was this is the one, and also this is uh, you know definitely kind of my baby. I think in other bands I'd played in, it was more of a uh, collaborative songwriting effort, more kind of jam-based. And this time around, I kind of wanted to take the wheel, so to speak, and, and really kind of you know, write the songs and, and be the dragon and create a force there. And luckily, I've found enough, you know, great musicians to bring the songs to life. I was listening to uh, going over some of your lyrics, and and I think it's it's cool that you don't do what a lot of bands, especially bands on their like on their EPs and their their debut, they're just kind of stuck in the in the sad songs about girls vibe, and uh, <laughs> and and you really break out of that, which is which is really cool. Like, do you is is that an intentional thing? Like, you try to steer away from uh from, like break from like just breakup songs? Yeah, I mean, I started writing songs when I was like twelve years old, and. I, you know, I played in bands in high school and stuff, and I think I, I got a lot of that out of my system when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, and, and it's such well-trodden territory, in my opinion, that there's not a whole lot new to say. I think you can still say, you know, express genuine emotions in that area, and that people obviously can identify with. That's why people keep writing songs about that stuff. But, you know, I've been married for a few years now, and, you know, that I'm not inspired by that kind of... Um, anguish anymore in my life so obviously I try to explore other things that that really interest me or, or just that I can't help but write about so you can't believe the night when she says you're on fire on an empty street even the moon says she's a star when she's staring wide with the sunlight and you and I are of the same time Like you said, you're in a, a town that's really, really hard to make a dent in. LA's just got a lot of people in it, and you guys have done really well. 
what would you tell somebody who's uh, who's where you were a few years ago? Like they, they really want to do music, they want to play, but they just can't seem to get the ball rolling. Um, I guess you got to kind of find out where you think you'll fit. Because LA just has so many clubs and so many promoters and so many bands that I think it's important to kind of go out there and listen to music and listen to, to the bands that are out there, listen to the various clubs in town, excuse me, and kind of find out where you should be playing and what sort of people you want to attract. Obviously, you want to, you want to attract anybody who wants to listen, but in terms of uh, really getting your stuff out there, you got to talk to, the, uh, get your music in front of the right writers, the right promoters, the right like, bloggers, anybody who can help draw your audience. And, and you got to be kind of strategic about where you play and, and how often you play. It's a, it's a weird little thing, like, you would think that you should be playing anywhere and everywhere. And I guess some bands take that strategy, but I think, I don't know if it's the culture in LA or what it is, but you got to be kind of selective about where and when you play so that you can maximize your impact, I guess. That was The Lonely Wild. Again, their debut album, The Sun As It Comes, is available now. Uh, you can check them out online at thelonelywild.com or follow them on Twitter at thelonelywild. And also you can find them in the latest issue of Relevant Magazine. You're listening to Ellie Goulding. The song is Burn. It's from her album, Halcyon. Okay, well, it's time for your uh, feedback, corrections and apologies, and the question of the week. First, it's time for... Um, just one. Apparently, I called Ken Burns Ed Burns last week. I don't remember doing it, but I did do the podcast half asleep. So I apologize, Mr. Ken Burns. I know what your name is. I'm sorry, Mr. Ed Burns. I know who you are as well. And also, thank you both for listening to the and relevant thank you, podcast. Thank you both for being on with us this week. No, there was another, there was another correction. They were sitting beside each other listening angrily. For, for Tyler. Somebody uh, took Tyler to task because they could not find Batman the Animated Series on Netflix. Yeah. Well, Adam... It was on there, so I don't know what to tell you, man. Take it up, take it up with Netflix. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make this, don't make this my don't, problem. Don't you know the government shut down and pulled the plug on that whole thing? Yeah. We live in a lawless land, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I am sorry. Yeah. I am, I'm sorry about I'm it. Sorry, I'm sorry. We were wrong. We're sorry, and we love. But it. I did watch it. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time for your feedback. Last week we asked you, what are the shows that live on your Netflix, your Hulu, your DVR, or whatever other set top box you have? What are those shows that you watch that are complete? embarrassment to you you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com you hit us up on twitter and you went over to facebook our facebook page and you left your replies here are a few of our favorites <laughs> well gabriel uh, i think it's bruton 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 not sure gabriel sorry he said uh, he's probably most embarrassed uh, for watching My Little Pony's Friendship is Magic. He says, <laughs> I, he says, I have a younger brother who generally has decent taste in shows, music, and movies, and he told me, check it out. The show is legitimately good. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt and started watching. After a few episodes, I just felt awkward and never watched it again. <laughs> but that's sort of a thing, right? Isn't there like bronies? 
do I do I know what I'm talking about here? Have you guys heard of Bronies? Bros who watch My Little Ponies? Oh, I, I don't know that, that we want to talk about that. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it's something I want to get into. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to be associated with it. But I but I think it exists. Huh. And I wouldn't recommend googling it. Yeah, he stumbled. He stumbled into a weird deviant world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad, Gabriel. I'm glad you got out of that while you. Still <laughs> he 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 had to log his heart point on that. Yeah, your heart point is blowing up right now. Yeah, feeling <laughs> real weird right now. <laughs> Just found out I'm a brony. It's it's weird. its own category, is brony. <laughs> yeah, it's right under anti god. <laughs> oh my god okay i have a great one gina Wynn said uh weeds on my recently watched uh she put this on twitter she said weeds is on my recently watched which i was like okay that's you know kind of embarrassing i get it but i find myself trying to hide it from my sister who is a pastor's wife which i think is really funny but then there was an also another layer to this either she lives with her sister who's a pastor's wife or which i maybe but or she just admitted also inadvertently that she's stealing her sister's netflix password i think that's i think the latter that's is probably Probably. Oh, Gina Or, or, got or maybe she got the question wrong and she's like got a drug problem. Maybe she's actually hiding weed. Okay, Gina <laughs> is a very nice young lady and I do not think she has a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a joke. Just, yeah. just to be clear. Sorry, Gina. A number of people <laughs> mentioned that they're watching uh, They're watching Roswell. Okay. And I, I think that, do you remember that show? I think, I remember it being kind of good, but I was, you know, I was a, a child when it was on. I, you know what was funny about this feedback this week? Almost nothing actually stood out as embarrassing. Well, how about how about this one from Jake Jacob Waldo? My embarrassing oh, yeah. Netflix show, <laughs> Xena Warrior Princess, oh, flawless goodness. Lucy yeah. Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys realize that? I I don't know how I, I how I never realized this yeah. uh, that Lucy Lawless is is the love interest of uh, Ron Swanson on Parks Isn't and Rec. It perfect casting. The yeah. Xena the Warrior Princess ended up being Ron Swanson's wife. Yeah, That's either incredible. that. I think there's a reference in another episode of how he's like Ron Swanson's like really into like WNBA players, uh, just those strong <laughs> like female, you know, mentally tough, competitive women. So it's per- it really Xena Warrior Princess and Ron Swanson is truly match made. Yeah, makes yeah, makes a lot of sense. Match. Yeah, I bet Ron Swanson's enjoying the new government thing today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This, that's like his his dream. It's yeah. got to be his whole. Yeah, he's got to be really enjoying this. Paula said that uh, some of her the late night shows that she watches are like My Secret Addiction and My Secret Obsession. Scary and hilarious. <laughs> so those shows are really weird. And like I get like a, after I watch them, you know, where somebody is like addicted to like eating their couch cushion or something. <laughs> it's like at, at first I watch that amusement and it gets really sad really quick. Yeah. Not only that someone is filming this bizarre psychological problem that they have. But that you're sitting there and watching it for entertainment purposes. That's right. what I. That's what I like, was yeah, thinking. It's an indictment on on, on uh, the viewer as well as it is like our, a weird culture that you know fosters these yeah. weird, right. you know, mental disorders. Just sitting there with like a a bowl of popcorn on your stomach, yeah. just like just consuming knew, their life. Like, this is entertainment. My I'm entertaining myself for an extended period of time by watching someone suffer from a mental problem. I, you know, I always think about it from the opposite side, from the tech standpoint, and think about wh- what is it like for the person who shows up on the job and they're like, hey man, we got a new assignment, we're going to send you to you know, to wherever this week, and uh, you're going to be filming some stuff, it's going to be really excited. Um, you're going to be filming Honey Boo Boo. 
Yeah. Or yeah. you're going to be, fo- you know, toddlers and tiaras or, or something like that. And, and you have to lug a camera yeah, you're, around. You're going to be filming someone who, who right. makes dolls out of cat hair 24 7. <laughs> I, uh, I, have a, I have a friend in New York City, and he uh, has done some work for uh, the Discovery Channel. And his first day on the job, he had to be a production assistant for this. Uh, I forget what the show was called, but it was like the Miracle of Life, the birthing show. And he had to be oh, Lord. In, the, in the birthing room as a woman was giving birth, uh, filming on the no. first day of his oh, job. Oh, you're all grown no. up now, buddy. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but at least that's something like natural. You know? <laughs> true. That right. true. But, but, would, you rather, would you rather do that or someone who... who lives in a house with a thousand porcelain dolls that's also their family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, birth. But when you think about reality TV, remember when the movies uh, Truman Show and Ed came out yeah. and we watched oh, yeah. these movies and we were like, that is crazy. Like, Can you if, imagine? If Ed was announced now, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to follow this guy around and broadcast for 24 hours, I don't even know if it would make it onto a slice. Right. Like, yeah. It would just be like, oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Total trash. America is falling apart. Heart, <laughs> heart point. All right. Well, that will do it for uh, last week's question and uh, your feedback. Now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier in the podcast, we got talking about movie inventions. We got talking about things like lightsabers and flying cars and all that good stuff. And it got us thinking. We want to ask you this week, what movie inventions would you like to see in real life? Mm-hmm. Go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or go over to our Facebook page and let us know the movie invention that you'd most like to see in real life. We are going to read our favorites on next week's show. And, um, you know, maybe one of these days we'll get Kiki on the line and we'll ask her, you know, put the her. Feasibility. Yeah, 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 the, the feasibility. Yeah, the feasibility. Yeah. We'll see if yeah. she can get her scientific, you know, friends together and start working on some of these things for us. So, Or maybe just give us a rough estimate of when we can realistically expect yeah. these things. Yeah, in our lifetimes or no. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. Many thanks to Rich Stearns for talking to us. Again, yes. his new book is called Unfinished. You can check him out at richsterns.org or follow him on Twitter at Rich Stearns. Also, thanks to The Lonely Wild for talking to us. Their debut album is called The Sun As It Comes. Uh, check them out at thelonelywild.com or follow them on Twitter at The Lonely Wild. With that, it's going to wrap it up. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I am Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. All right, we'll see you guys next week. listening to the relevant podcast go follow us on twitter at relevant podcast and for more great content check out relevantmagazine.com you've arrived when there's a, a three-ton mammal doing a choreographed dance routine to music you composed